Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Eisen. He is one of the all-time... Rich Eisen. Absolute frigging greats. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't see no competition. With guest host Ben Lyons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Huge fan. Love your show. Listen to it every day. Thanks, brother. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Hour two of the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons hanging out today. Appreciate you rocking out with us. NBA Finals game four tonight in Milwaukee. That whole deer area, fear the deer, the deer place where they all hang out outside. Looks like Coachella in the Midwest. That looks turnt out there. Very much looking forward to the game tonight. You know, a few years ago, I had the privilege of hosting a show called Mostly Football alongside Martellus Bennett. Remember Martellus, tight end for the Patriots and the Bears, and James Davis, comedian, was co-host. And it was a wild show on Yahoo and Complex. It was called Mostly Football, and it was mostly about everything but football. We had Action Bronson on there come doing a cannabis tasting. We had Jordan Sparks on there cooking Super Bowl desserts. We did wild skits. And the head writer, the supervising producer, the guy who came up with all the wacky stuff we did on the show – is Josiah Johnson, King Josiah 54 on Twitter. He's the king of NBA Twitter now. That's where I first met Josiah. Uh, we formed a great friendship, and he was hysterical, and he pushed me as a talent. We wrote some wild skits together, and now I'm very honored here on the Rich Eisen Show to bring on Josiah's dad, who, by the way, was a five-time NBA All-Star and is an analyst for Fox Sports out in Milwaukee. It's uh, Marcus Johnson on the show. How you doing, man? Do you like being introduced as the father of Josiah Johnson or the five-time NBA All-Star? I love it, man. I love being introduced as the father of Josiah Johnson. I'm so proud of him and all my kids. Really, I got five sons, a couple of daughters, a lot of kids, Ben, but, uh, I remember uh, that, that, that that was like three years ago, two years ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was a, it was a good show, really, really, really entertaining and some real wacky stuff. And then he would always use uh, my other sons, uh, Joshua and Mariah, to kind of fill in different uh, skits that they were doing, like in the hood or whatever they were doing, stuff like that. So yeah, that was that was a fun show. You always have a good feeling walking off one of those sets where you go, "Well, I think we just ended the career." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah. He was the best, man. We had so much fun. When did you realize that his work as a a comedian and as a writer and especially as as like a a voice in NBA Twitter was really starting to catch on with people? Well, I mean, Joe has always been involved in the theatrics, 
whether it was Jason Schwartzman, uh, the son of Talia Shire, doing the, something that they wrote, one man, one reality, and they filmed it at Talia's house, and they, they uh, got me to do a, a couple of little small parts in, 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 the, in the short film that they, they produced and wrote. And then you know, he did, uh, he and uh, Quinn Hawking uh, both helped to create a, a show on Comedy Central called uh, The Legend of Chamberlain Heights. And and it was about uh, his perspective sitting on the bench when he played at UCLA, and they. So I mean, so he's always had great great comedic timing and ideas. Always been really funny, and uh, his his ability to get out the quick memes on Twitter is just legendary. And so uh, also had a great site called Jersey Chaser. If you ever want to get some some kicks and giggles, uh, JerseyChaser.com has got some 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 great stuff on there over the years and. Uh, so he's always been involved in, in, in making people laugh, lighting, 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 lightening up the mood, and uh, just has a great sense of humor. I'm proud of it. And doing it with a big heart, as as always. And now I see where he gets the word legend from. Legendary, legend. He gets it from his dad. <laughs> yeah, we all. Well, they, well, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. So we're all. My oldest son Chris, and that's always kind of been our, in our vernacular. We're just all kind of legends in our own mind more than anything else, but also in our own time, I guess now. <laughs> well, I came across this legendary scene that our board our, uh, board operator, Art, is going to play right now because show business runs in your son's blood. Point game. Point game. Now, that point game, that means one more point, man. We win this. Yeah, I understand. $500. Point, yeah, I point game, all right? I understand. What you going to do, man? You going to teach class to play basketball? Yo, I've been teaching class on you all day, taking you right to the clinic, baby. Come on. Matter of fact, class is in session again. Ding, ding, check. Check this. You're too stupid to even catch the ball. Yeah. That's, of course, a legendary moment. That's Raymond himself, and we've got him on the show. Uh, Marcus Johnson, My one of my favorite all-time basketball movies, of course, is White Men Can't Jump. You play this character, Raymond, who's just ridiculous, and they would never let that happen today. They would never have an NBA guy out there doing the stuff you were doing. How did that happen, and, and tell me where it, it comes up in your life today. Well, I mean, first of all, the character Raymond Dickens is based on a real-life character, a tragic story of a guy by the name of Reggie Harding, who uh, was one of the first to go from uh, the high school uh, ranks to the pros. I actually wrote a screenplay about Reggie that I'm shopping around now. I think Anthony Davis would be the perfect Reggie Harding. But, but he was a guy who went into the neighborhood and had some drug issues with heroin abuse as an NBA player, played for the Detroit Pistons, played for Dave the Butcher, was his coach, played with Dave Bing and Ray Scott, the first uh, 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 black head coach, coach of the year for the Detroit Pistons in the mid-'70s. He was a teammate. Uh, Some really, really great players. And and, and Reggie Harding, Ben, you look at his stats, when he went up against Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, he had games of like 27 and 19 rebounds and 23 and 18 rebounds. And he was talking trash to Will Chamberlain. You know, you're not the big man. I'm the big man. I'm getting ready to kick your ass. You know, he was that kind of a dude, man, just right out of high school. Uh, three-time All-City, three-time city champion uh, in, in high school in Detroit. And wound up dying at, at, uh, dying at 30 years old, got shot in the head in, in a street altercation that some people believed had some, some drug uh, aspects mm-hmm. behind it. He would rob drug houses once he was uh, had fallen on hard times. So he would go into his neighborhood, uh, bodega, liquor store, whatever, and, and it happened more than once, but the guy would always be like, Reggie, come on, man, I know that's you. I know that's you. What, you know, you're seven feet tall. And Reggie would always say, this ain't me. This ain't me. 
And, uh, and so that's what that character in White Men Can't Jump is based on. And, uh, and, and so it, it, it's, a good, it's a good lesson in terms of the lack of mentorship, what that can do, uh, fortunately for all of us, the league and, uh, and, and, and Adam Silver, they do a great job in terms of educating these young players. And, and hopefully these young players have, have learned from the missteps of, of some of us old timers. And so, you know, it, it was a great experience. Uh, Ron Shelton wrote the, wrote the, the screenplay, White Men Can't Jump. And, uh, we just had a great time. Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson. The first time I played against Woody Harrelson, a pickup game at the Hollywood YMCA, uh, Woody called this bogus foul. So I'm like, come on, Woody, that's a bullcrap foul, man. And Woody's like, how dare you impugn my integrity? How dare you impugn my integrity? And I said, first of all, look, man, I went to Crenshaw High School. I have no idea what impugn means. And then secondly, that was a bullcrap foul. He just started busting up, and we kind of bonded from that point on. But we had, we had one of the best times I've ever had on a movie set filming that, filming that film. Marcus Johnson joins the show. Fox analyst, of course, for the Bucks, five-time NBA All-Star, star of White Man Can't Jump, and father of Josiah Johnson, as well uh, as a number of impressive young people who have all gone off and done amazing things in the world. As a father now, a little you know, sort of removed from the game, uh, but still connected to it. Um, yeah. How do you experience the NBA Finals with your family? Because for me, as a fan, the NBA Finals are a, a, a time machine to my childhood. There's this nostalgia. I remember who I was with, where I was, what music I was listening to, who I was dating, all of it. What's it like to now share this Finals uh, you know, as a father with your family and just being connected to it uh, with the Bucks? Well, you know, and for me, working with Fox Sports, now it's Valley, but back then it was Fox Sports. I went to probably in the late 90s to early 2000s, you know, five or six NBA finals in a row, covering them for Fox Sports. So I've been to a lot of them, and so it became pretty much old hat. This year with the Bucks in the finals, uh, Josiah came out. Uh, he and Michael Starbury, one of the co-creators of, uh, of When They See Us, the award-winning uh, a, a series by uh, Ava DuVernay. And Josiah does a lot of work with Ava also. But, but Michael Starberry, Josiah, myself, and Chris, my, my oldest son, Chris Johnson, who played at UCLA. And, man, it was the greatest experience in the world. And, and what they couldn't get over here in Milwaukee was just how much love people had for me and the connection that they still had, you know, the older generation, obviously, but even the younger, even the younger guys, even the younger people, because I do buck games here. And, and, you know, Milwaukee, we don't have a whole lot of celebrities kind of falling through. Green Bay Packer football players some Brewers and Bucks is pretty much what it is. And uh, But anyway, so they, they can't get over the love, but the energy is electric. Uh, I mean, so, so, so the deal is, is that we came to game one on uh, – game three here, game one in Milwaukee on Sunday. I was, a, I was supposed to go home Monday after doing a, um, an event for NBA Cares. They donated a bunch of money to the Running Rebels a community organization, an organization I do a lot of work with. But we had such a great time, is my point, that we decided to stay over. So I'm still in Milwaukee. I'm not leaving till tomorrow morning, headed to Vegas for my daughter's AAU tournament. But 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 it's such a great time here that we're going to go to game four tonight at the Five Star Forum and just kind of bask in the and and just all the the, the 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 greatness of what it is to be a part of the NBA Finals. Greatest thing happened in this city in 50 years. Well, this is the game tonight. This is the series tonight, and we saw the blueprint for what it takes to beat the Phoenix Suns. You get DeAndre in foul trouble, you frustrate Devin Booker, and you don't let the others do their thing like Bridges did in Game Two. Uh, as far as slowing down Phoenix from the Milwaukee's perspective, I'm worried if I'm Milwaukee about the Devin Booker bounce back game. 
How do you think this one plays out tonight, Milwaukee? Well, you know, one of my sayings is, man, you know, you can't get full today on yesterday's pancakes. And so for the Bucks, it's going to be a different game. Uh, the, the coaches in this league are too good to allow you. For example, I mean, the Bucks in uh, the Atlanta series, game five had, what, 60-plus points in the paint game five. So you knew Nate McMillan would make the adjustment and force the Bucks to knock down some shots. Well, the Bucks knocked down 17, 18 three-pointers in game six and were able to close out that series. So tonight is going to be a game where Milwaukee, I believe, is going to have to knock down some shots. Uh, uh, Monty Williams is not going to allow Giannis to go 14 for 14 in the restricted area. I think you'll see more bodies, more of a crowd. Um, I think the officials will be a little bit more conscious. Uh, you know, they didn't call a bunch of fouls against Milwaukee in game one, and now we've seen it kind of even up. So that'll be probably on their minds, making sure that uh, the disparity is not as great, having Giannis shoot as many free throws as the entire Phoenix team. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think the bottom line is uh, P.J. Tucker has got to continue to pester Devin Booker. Drew Holiday, I think Booker is like one for 12, the stats that I came across uh, when Drew has guarded him for almost 12 minutes of this series. Drew's done an outstanding job, so we see probably two for 12. Probably going to see him on him a lot uh, in this game. And uh, the main thing for me, though, is, you know, cut off the head of the snake. Chris Paul, you got to pick him up 94 feet. Half court, when he's playing defense, you got to involve him in, in pretty much every pick and roll possible and just keep, keep the pressure on his, on, his, on his body. He's 36 years old, 16 years in, 17,000-plus minutes. You know, just keep the pressure on his body, and let's see if he can, if he can hold up and, 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 and contribute late in the fourth quarter after kind of been run ragged for uh, 40 minutes of a basketball game. So those are the things that uh, I expect to see. I, I expect to go. To, to be a game where Milwaukee's going to have to hit some shots, bottom line from the outside. That's for Chris Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday, Brent Forrest. It'd be nice for him to him to knock down some shots tonight. Pat Connaughton has played exceptionally well in this series, and then PJ Tucker. You know, Bobby Portis, but PJ Tucker is, is 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 good for you know he may have a three or four three point night on those corner threes based on how I anticipate the Phoenix sagging off of him and, and protecting the paint. Marcus Johnson joins the show, five-time All-Star for the Milwaukee Bucks. He'll be in the building for Game 4 of the NBA Finals tonight. Oh, I get so excited, and I kind of fancy myself a basketball historian, and I try my best to learn about the game before my time. And when I watch Chris Paul and Devin Booker out there, it reminds me of the Rolls-Royce backcourt. Maybe I'm a delusional Knicks fan, but Walt Frazier and Earl Monroe, there's a little bit of that with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. We're having Earl the Pearl on the show next I know you guys cross paths over the years. Give me a great Earl the Pearl Monroe memory. Well, you know, for me, it's just all about the spin move. It's just, I mean, I mean, and that was like, so Earl Monroe, by the time he got to the Knicks, he was still a very, very excellent basketball player. But his days as a Baltimore Bullet, I mean, this dude, the Black Jesus out of Philadelphia, I mean, he was doing things, Winston-Salem, small school, uh, you know, a, a predominantly historically black college that he came out of. Nobody really, really heard a lot about him. Uh, we didn't have the same kind of social media back in those days. But but at Audubon Middle School, same school that produced James Harden and some other great athletes, the school that I went to on the on the on the on the, on the blacktop in the morning, we'd have these full court runs. And uh, Maxine Waters' son Ed Waters, my best friend in life, he's the head coach at Crenshaw High School right now. He was all about being the pearl. Everybody wanted to be the pearl and the no look passes and spin moves. And he was the most creative, had the most flair of any player that I've ever seen in my life, with the exception of maybe the pistol. Let me throw the – I can't – you know, got to throw Pistol Pete in there too. But between he and Earl Monroe, they, they are two guys that actually changed and revolutionized the game in terms of playing it with this element of flair 
that uh, we had never seen before. Talk about a dynamic point guard, Earl Monroe. When I, when I just think of his name, Ben, I, I get excited. I get chills because he had that kind of impact on me when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. Marcus, you had an impact on so many players as well, of course, being forever immortalized on Michael Jordan's college dorm room uh, with the poster. <laughs> and, and now the way you've impacted, you know, your son going to UCLA and touching the game and an entire generation of Bucks fans who are enjoying this first NBA finals with, with you as a part of it. It's really cool, man. So continued success. I hope we cross paths in real life and keep dunking on your birthday. I've been doing it as long as, uh, as, long as, God, as long as God allows me to be able to get up and over that rim. I'll be trying. I love it. Good stuff. Have fun tonight. Tell Joe I say hello. Be well. Will do, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. From Milwaukee Bucks legend Marcus Johnson to New York Knicks legend Earl the Pearl Monroe. That's right. Black Jesus himself next on the Rich Eisen Show with Ben Lyons filling in for Rich, who I think's on a yacht somewhere in the south of France with some other legends like Magic Johnson and uh, LL Cool J. I can't keep tabs on Rich. I don't know where he is these days, but I'm lucky to be filling in for him, and I appreciate you rocking out with us because we've got Earl Monroe next. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everybody wanted to be the pearl and the no-look passes and the spin moves, and he was the most creative, had the most flair of any player 
that I've ever seen in my life, with the exception of maybe the pistol. Let me throw the, I can't, I, you know, gotta throw Pistol Pete in there too. But between he and Earl Monroe, they, they are two guys that actually changed and revolutionized the game in terms of playing it with this element of flair that, that we had never seen before. Talk about a dynamic point guard, Earl Monroe. When I, when I just think of his name, man, I, I get excited, I get chills because he had that kind of impact on me when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. That's five-time NBA All-Star Marcus Johnson showing love to our next guest. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Earl Monroe joins the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons filling in here. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on here, sir. Thanks for making some time. Hey, no problem. How you doing? I'm doing well. What's it, what's it feel like to hear a player like Marcus Johnson show you love like that? Oh, it feels good. I mean, you know, you know, one of the things that, you know, you do as a player is you don't know who you're touching. You don't know who's out there listening and, and thinking about you and, and what you're doing. And, uh, I'm just uh, glad that um, his um, uh, relation with me was very nice, and uh, I'm, I'm more than pleased to hear that because I was such a great fan of his. I always say, Earl, that representation is the path to aspiration and inspiration, and to see you out there on the stage in New York win an NBA title inspired the next generation of kids to pick up a ball. And sadly, as a Knicks fan, that's the closest I've ever been to a title, and it's before my <laughs> lifetime. Um, when you think about that historic season in New York, it really dates back, I would imagine, to losing in the finals the year before, in 1972. How is losing a motivation for the great athletes? Well, you know, we lost that series uh, to, the, to the Lakers uh, in 72. And I think to the man, we felt as though that uh, uh, we should have fared much better. And we, we were kind of disgusted with ourselves. And our motivation for going into the next season was to get back to that point where we could kind of make up. Uh, we didn't know if the Lakers were going to be there, but certainly uh, we wanted to be there and, and prove ourselves. And, you know, that was the, the impetus for us trying to get back to, to that same scene. Earl Monroe joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm thinking that similar type of... Uh, self-disgust, that feeling of we could have done more, we should have been better, is is sitting with Devin Booker right now as he heads into this game four. Uh, what are your thoughts about Book's potential for a bounce-back performance as these NBA finals unfold? Well, you, you know, the thing in a nutshell about the, you know, the NBA finals is that, you know, it's a, it's a tug of war. Uh, you go out, you do certain things, and then the next game, the adjustments that are made uh, sometimes you can, you know, play yourself through those adjustments. Sometimes you, you can't. But the name of the game is having the confidence in yourself and the confidence in your teammates around you that uh, you can come back and, and prove yourself. And I'm quite sure he's sitting home and biting his, his nails, waiting to get back uh, on the court uh, to prove himself. And uh, certainly, you know, the team has been looking so great you know, I know it's a disappointment when you lose, but, uh, you know, they've been a, a good team all year long, and I'm quite sure they'll, they'll be able to bounce back. Booker, of course, one half of a dynamic backcourt along CP3. You look at some of the great backcourts in the NBA today, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Will they keep that together in the offseason moving forward and run it back? Same can be said about Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. When you're sitting as a fan of the game now, 
Uh, do you think back to running with the Rolls Royce backcourt, you and Walt, and how you guys would fare up against Steph and Clay and, and these guys playing today? I, I, I never really think about, you know, how we would fare. I, I just know that uh, if we were out there, you know, we would do well. <laughs> um, you know, and that's specifically because, you know, we were the kind of players that kind of adapted to, you know, the situation. Uh, Clyde being here in New York and, uh, you know, running his team and then me coming from Baltimore uh, and me running my team in Baltimore. So, uh, you know, it was two guys that were used to taking over games and, and being in the spotlight, and, you know, at, at the right time. So I I just think we would fare very well. And, and when I think about the game as it's played today, it's kind of like the game I brought into the game into the league so i i think i would do pretty well myself i, th- I think that's the <laughs> understatement of the show earl monroe joins the show right now doing his best uh hotels.com captain obvious impersonation yes i think you would do <laughs> quite well in uh in today's game but you know i love the nba finals earl because it takes me back to my childhood when i was you know watching the, 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 the these games unfold and it gives me this feeling of nostalgia and i always check in with family and fellow NBA fans who, who love the game like I do. Um, walk me through sort of just your appreciation for the final stage, not only this finals, but just in the years after you were able to participate in it, just as a fan, some of your fi- favorite finals memories. Well, they probably all run in together since it's been so long ago. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously uh, be in New York and uh, suffering through a lot of those uh you know, tough games uh, with the Knicks back in the 90s with uh, Patrick Ewing and, and that crew. Um, they were kind of, uh, you know, excruciating type of, you know, things. But, you know, I think the thing that pulled me through a lot is that I was a Chicago fan as well. And seeing, uh, you know, the Chicago Bulls play and, and how they played and, and their impact on the game and, and really in society as well. Uh, I think you kind of pulled me through, you know, that, that part of, uh, uh, of the 90s. And, and, of course, you know, getting up into the 2000s, uh, certainly with um, Miami, you know, and those teams, the early Miami teams, and then certainly uh, the Miami teams with uh, uh, LeBron, you know, that was real good. And, and, and you know, Steph, I mean, coming in and, and doing what he's done, um, it's, you know, it, each, each decade has really produced uh, some extraordinary players and some really, you know, vibrant uh, highlights in terms of uh, NBA Finals. Earl Monroe joins the show game four tonight of the NBA Finals. 2021 edition is in Milwaukee. Uh, we'll see if Giannis can put up another historic performance. But I want to go back, Earl, to the beginning of your career because – It's incredible to me how much has changed when it comes to scouting, player development, how you get on the radar, how you get seen and discovered. Now there are entire media companies dedicated to documenting young athletes. I think I've watched a majority of LeBron James's son's games, and he's just finishing the 10th grade. How did a kid from Philadelphia end up at Winston-Salem? And walk me through just how you started to realize that people were paying attention to your basketball talents. Well, I, I, I wasn't even a, a walk-on at Winston, so to speak. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to do a, a, a film about this, so I, I mean, I'm pretty geared into knowing what happened during that time. Um, I played it, you know, in, in a time where, it's, uh, you know, first of all, there weren't a lot of black guys going to major, you know, colleges. And so a lot of times, you know, the guys who played at these predominantly black schools in the South were the guys who were the scouts for those coaches. And there was a guy named Leon Whitley who saw me play and um, recommended me to the coach. Now, I decided that maybe, okay, I'll go down to Winston-Salem. I had never heard of it. And, uh, but if I had to go down, I was going to take a friend with me. So my friend and I, uh, uh, Steve Smith, we decided we were going down to Winston-Salem. Um, sight unseen. Uh, the coach hadn't seen me, had, hadn't seen any game film or anything like that. So I thought we were going down on scholarship, but when I got there, then I realized we had to go down and make the team. <laughs> so we got down, we, we stayed down there for a while, we played, we made the team, we had to take our SATs, and that's how I got in school, that it went to Um It was a tough trip, uh, you know, going from the north, from, I'm from Philadelphia, uh, going on that train to to Winston Salem, whereas we had to change trains, uh, we had to go to the back of the train when we got to Washington D.C. to continue the trip down to Winston Salem, North Carolina. So it was uh, a big a bit of a culture change. But uh, getting down there, uh, once we got down there, you know, we really acclimated ourselves to the area. It's incredible when I think back to that story, the courage it would have taken to go out into the world not knowing, like you said, sight unseen to go down there. And, it, and I look at your stats from your time down there. You scored seven points as a freshman, and then your sophomore year you dropped 23 points. And when you have some life perspective, it totally makes sense. You're more comfortable, you know your surroundings, and you go out there and it just clicks and you take it to a whole nother level. Um, and then okay. at, at, at what point did – the idea of continuing on past Winston-Salem and a life in the NBA start to take shape in your journey? Well, let me say this. I felt as though I should have been playing a lot more my freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, long, it was long before the one-and-done culture we, we have now. No doubt. You know, and I went to my, I went to the coach, uh, Big House Gaines, who's a legendary coach in himself. Um, and after my uh, freshman year, I said, listen, you, you play me, I come in, I shoot, we get up, you take me out when we get up, and I don't play anymore. I'm, I'm transferring. So he, he uh, said, well, listen, uh, come back in about 10 minutes. So I went back to the, his office in about 10 minutes. He said, somebody's on the phone and wants to talk to you. And I answered the phone, and he had called my mom. And my mother told me, boy, you better stay down there with Mr. Gaines, and, and I don't want to hear anymore. So that's how I stayed in Winston-Salem. And it was a, it was a, good, a good thing on my part. But, um, with, you know, my sophomore year, you know, like you said, I had some nice scoring in 23 that I went up to close to 30 points in my junior year. And obviously back in those days uh, – you know, they had quota systems in, in, in the NBA. So it wasn't a, really a, a matter of thinking about, you know, 
NBA at that time. Um, basically, guys that played well in, in those schools down in the South, you know, the thing that they would be looking forward to was the Eastern League. And the Eastern League was like a pro league that uh, a lot of guys played in. So that was where we were at at that time. So uh, that was cool. And, um, and then, of course, my senior year, we started uh, playing really well. We were undefeated for the first 20, 25 games. And we were in number one in the country. And I was scoring over 40 points a game. And uh, that's when the recognition started. And I can remember uh, Sports Illustrated doing an article on me. And that was the first article I had seen in, in a magazine about myself. And, wow. Uh, Frank DeFore was the guy who did it. Wow. And um, so that got me thinking, well, maybe something that can happen. Earl Monroe joins the show. Once a Nick, always a Nick. The legend, Earl the Pearl. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You have a story career in the NBA. You win championships, all-star games, all the things. And you've been able to stay close to the game after playing professionally, but also pursuing your interests off the court. And I love your passion for film and for music. I love your passion for storytelling and giving back to the community. What inspires you today away from basketball and what opportunities do you think the game has afforded you? Well, uh, you know, I I'd always wanted to be remembered for something other than basketball. But one of the things that I've, 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 I've learned over the years is that if this is where you are, it's no sense in denying what it is. And so I've kind of kept close to basketball in a number of ways. Um, you know, obviously with doing you know, camps and engagements and things of that nature, but um, doing radio for, for, the, for the Knicks and for uh, some other stations and things like that, the little TV and um, parlaying that into other things that I've done, which is um, music business and to the film works and, and so forth and so on. And um, one of the things that I've found, you know, in the course, the course of my life, and as you get older, you become a little bit more wiser, is that, you know, the things that you can do, you should never, you know, think about them as something that, that wasn't good. If you could do something well, that's better than most people. So you just keep on doing it, and 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 you try to keep it going. And that's pretty much what I've done. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that's that's happening right now that I'm I'm very very proud of is that uh, we have a school that's going to be opening up in um, September. It's the first of its kind. It's called the Earl Monroe New Renaissance Basketball Charter School, and it's the first of its kind. And um, we're, we're, we're really excited. We, we talk about all the things that are, are involved in basketball as curriculum. But our core curriculum, obviously, is the New York State core curriculum. But all the other things that people who want to be involved in sports but are not sports people, they can major in those things at this school. I wish you the best of luck, and we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch and find ways to support. That's tremendous. Earl the Pearl Monroe joining the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich, uh, Rich Eisen show. You know, I, I always think to, about your relationship with Spike Lee, not just from hanging out at the Garden, but forever being immortalized in my favorite basketball film of all time. He got game when Denzel's character explains to Ray Allen's character how he got the name Jesus and how it came 
from you. When you first saw that sequence in the film, were you aware that Spike was doing that? I know you guys have a friendship from hanging around the garden, but what did that mean for you to be immortalized in that movie? Oh, it was, it was a really, obviously it was a nice thing. And, you know, it, it kind of uh, reintroduced me to a whole new uh, fact, faction of, of, of kids, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting that uh, I was running through the airport one day and Spike, uh, I saw Spike and he said, hey, Errol, come. And I was late for my flight. So, but I went over and I said, hey, what's happening? So he, he told me about this film that he was anticipating doing. So I, I said, well, yeah, you know, that sounds good. I looked up and I was so far away from my, from my uh, gate that I said, listen, we'll talk about this later. And I had to shoot off it and, and get my flight. But uh, we did talk about it. And uh, I was one of the advisors on this film as well. So, you know, I was pretty close to the whole scenario and, uh, you know, it was kind of surreal to be able to deal with seeing that, having lived, you know, some of that and uh, having my story told because, you know, I never thought that my story as such would be told, you know, in any kind of fashion like that. So, you know, it was a great honor. And, uh, you know, even today, we, we still talk about those things. My favorite filmmaker, Spike Lee. And what I respect about Spike as a Knicks fan, not that he travels to Atlanta for the playoffs or anything like that, <laughs> that he's there on a Tuesday night watching Travis Ware and Ron Baker when they're 20 games under 500 in March. Like that's, that's how, you know, Spike's a real fan. Uh, and I've been asking this question to everybody who's come on the show this week. Uh, when, when I've been on filling in for rich Earl, um, what do you think would mean more for Knicks fans? And I think you're the perfect guy to answer this. If Bobby Portis won an NBA title or Langston Galloway. <laughs> I think they'd be pissed off if even one of them win an NBA title. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Bobby is playing a lot for, you know, Milwaukee. Uh, Langston is not playing that much for Phoenix. But, uh, you know, you know, one of the problems that we've had in, in New York is that we see so many of our players going to other teams and winning championships. And we want to stop that. And we want to make sure that whoever's there now, they're going to stay there and win a championship for, for the New York. Earl, Earl, since the first NBA Finals, there has been an ex-Nick on the roster of one of the two teams for every single NBA Finals in history. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's unbelievable. I'm a 39-year-old man. I sadly was born too late to see your title run with the Knicks. Do you think I'll see another Knicks title in my lifetime? Well, I hope so. I mean, you know, this team this year really surprised a lot of people. Uh, I think, you know, the success of this team this year uh, was going to spur on more guys wanting to come to New York because it was a time that, you know, most players didn't want to come to New York. Uh, I'm really sorry that they didn't take the chance on um, getting Kevin Durant like he wanted, you know, he wanted to be there. But uh, at the same time, they're going to have opportunities to get some more free agents, and hopefully those free agents are going to, be able to pump this uh, franchise up and be able to compete for an NBA title. Quickly, before I let you go, any fun nights out at Studio 54 with Walt Clyde? <laughs> well, you know, with 54, you know, fun nights was every night. And, you know, <laughs> one of the things that we, we used to say here in New York 
is every night is Friday. <laughs> yeah, you sound like J.R. Smith. The tradition continues. Good stuff, Earl. Uh, we appreciate you spending some time, man. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Uh, I really, really can't thank you enough for, for talking some hoops with us. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you, man. You take care. All the best to yeah, you. Talk to you soon. The legend himself, Earl the Pearl Monroe, where every night is Friday night. Hey, when you're winning titles, the world's most famous, you can do it. Um, that's the great Earl Monroe. Game four tonight, NBA Finals. All-star game for, for the women tonight in Las Vegas, the WNBA all-star game. Lots of hoops talk here, but we're going to switch gears, talk a little NFL next because we've got our radio board op arts, the diehard Raider fan. going to unpack this AFC West a little bit. I want to get under the hood and talk some football. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Ben Lyons here as the show rolls on, filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You can hit us up, as always, at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter and Instagram, at I am Ben Lyons. Our number is 310-845-4120. Going to be here all week, hanging out, making some radio, and then we'll be back again next week on the radio, as well as returning to Peacock. We'll be streamed on television, Del Tufo, Brockman, TJ, the whole crew. It's going to be a lot of fun the next couple days here. Lots going on, obviously, in the sports world. MLB All-Star Game in the books. Take a little pause from baseball. Really kind of showing out on the world stage. The, uh, second, it's the second Japanese-born pitcher to start an All-Star Game. Shohei Otani got the win last night. Liam Hendricks, born in Perth, Australia. Never been to the eastern part of Australia. Only up and down the, the west coast. But he uh, he's he's going to uh to, to to say something in this next soundbite here that really i think speaks to the future of the game the future of baseball the viability for baseball um here's uh the closing pitcher for the al liam hendricks australian born after the game talking about the world of baseball i gotta oh, ask cool. you uh, a japanese pitcher got the win in this game an australian pitcher got the save 
Tell us why that's good for baseball. Uh, it's a world game. Now this is going to be shown everywhere. I mean, let's be honest. Every, anything Shohei does over here is going to be shown in Japan everywhere. But uh, me being able to do anything in this game is going to be broadcast hopefully in Australia and hopefully uh, around so we can get more Australian kids involved. Whether then that turns into Australian kids, New Zealand kids, European kids. I know I did an interview with the UK guy the other day. Uh, and they're talking about doing, uh, a, I actually offered up to him, like, let's do some clinics in the UK. Yeah. Let's get, I know Jazz Chisholm played for the uh, the UK national team in the World Baseball Classic qualifiers. Screw it, let's go. Let's get him together. Let's go over to England. Let's do something and get some clinics together. And, and let's really expand this game around the world. So that's Liam Hendricks. And I guess because he's from down under, I mixed up my east and west. I think Perth is west, but I've been east and the toilet flushes the wrong direction. Or I don't know what it is with Australia. But... The game's gone global, and while uh, the national pastime is no longer America's game, that's the future of baseball, is going to be the international interest and participants. But America's game, of course, is football. And our board our operator, Art, is a diehard Raiders fan. So I'm going to play a little game of Would You Rather with Art to see if I can get Art to move off his beloved David Carr. David Carr is quarterback... Derek Carr, excuse me. I always get my car boys mixed up. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is his quarterback out in Las Vegas. Has not brought a playoff game to Vegas just yet. Is that is that in the cards for Derek Carr this year, you think, Art? Yes. He would have had that one. What was it? 2018, 2017? Yeah, but not in Vegas. Yeah, not for the Oakland. Vegas Raiders. But he, got, he broke his leg the yes. last game of the season. They so. had that great Monday. They had, I think, a Thursday night game. They lost to Kansas City, or they won. It was a great game at the end they of the won. year. Yeah, they, they won, won that, that game. Um, but that was several years ago, and I'm talking about this season, Art, as we head towards an NFL season. Would you rather Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield? Oh, that's easy. Derek Carr. Really? Baker oh, yeah. Mayfield, who won a playoff game last year. Yeah. Yeah. Who's heading into his fifth season looking the, for the extension. The Raiders beat the Browns last year in Cleveland. All right. We couldn't get Raiders art to no. move off Derek no. Carr. We're no. playing a little would you rather. Derek Carr, Joe Burrow. Oh, easy. Derek Carr. Joe more Burrow. Experienced. Looking sharp. Derek Carr's more Coming back off the injury. Okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see where we can push him off the island, off the Derek Carr island. How about this one? How about the best quarterback in Los Angeles? Matthew Stafford. Oh, that's pretty simple. Derek Carr. Come on. Matthew Stafford. He's a gunslinger, yes. He's got a cannon. But he's getting older. He's getting older. Derek Carr's not getting younger. I'd I'd still take Derek Carr. Okay. All right. Wouldn't get off Derek Carr for Matthew Stafford, for Baker Mayfield, for Joe Burrow. Here's what Ronald Reagan says uh, about this. You know, that's going to set it up pretty interesting for him to the end of this season when he goes back to the Los Angeles Raiders. (laughs) That is going to set it up uh, for, for Derek Carr to head back to the Raiders. All right. I don't know if Derek Carr was born when that soundbite took place. How about uh, Justin Herbert? Oh, easy. Derek Carr. Come on. Derek Carr. No. Justin Herbert, he looked no. real good. Imagine he gave him some real weapons and a line. Too young. Too too young okay. and too inexperienced. Uh, there's question mark about him. Okay. okay. Give him a couple more years, then we'll talk. How about a healthy Jimmy G? Garoppolo? Uh, a winning record in San Francisco when he's healthy. That's a little bit closer. Ooh, we're getting closer. Closer, but I still take your Derek Carr. Oh, come on. 
Look at all the fourth quarter comebacks that Derek Carr has had yeah, over his career. But where are the playoff wins? I want to see a playoff game in Vegas. I'm trying to find you a quarterback That's to guarantee me a playoff game in Vegas. You know you got Pat Mahomes in the division. Yeah. So to get they that home Patty playoff, Mahomes. you know the Chargers are coming. That's going to be tough to get that home playoff game in Vegas. Well, Josh Allen. Ah, that's simple. Uh, Derek Carr. Come on, Raiders uh, are. You're no. killing me. Josh Bills. Allen in the MVP conversation. Nah, 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 nah. I'd still take Derek, Derek Carr. Trevor Lawrence? Ah, uh, Derek Carr. Kirk no. Cousins? Kirk No. 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 I'm running out of names here, well, Art. I mean... How about, Ru- how about Russell Wilson? Oh, wow. Who do you want as your quarterback, wow. Raiders, Art? You want Derek Carr or Russell Wilson? Wow. Well, there you go. There, there, that would be a toss-up. You, see, you hear that, 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 that pitch get a little higher on Raiders, Art? It's <laughs> would you rather, not toss-up. Who would you rather be the quarterback oh, of the man. Raiders, Derek Carr or Russell Wilson? Ah, man. I, I have to say Derek. <laughs> Derek Carr. There's only the probably, silver and black runs deep one, within you, young Jedi. There's only one quarterback that the I would trade strong. Derek Carr for. Who's that? And we played him the other day. The other R E L A X. Yeah, well, I, you know, he, that's one of those teams where he's been rumored to go. There's talks of Aaron heading yeah, west, whether absolutely. it's Denver or Las Vegas. Uh, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers and Silver and Black. That's what the Silver and Black do. They get guys at the end of their career. They get Randy Moss after Minnesota. They get Jerry Rice after, uh, you know, San Francisco. They they get guys after the fact. That's the one guy Raiders Art is moving. See, I wanted to play the game of Would You Rather so you would understand just what type of Raider fan I've been dealing with for the last few days. Tom Brady, TB12. The cheekbones, the rings, Giselle at the no. games. Man, Lamar no, Jackson, game. Lamar Jackson, come on, he can move a lot better. Oh, uh, yeah, we're coming up against it. All right, uh, coming up next, a wild story at the airport, and we're going to have an NFL player on because of it. It's the Rich Eisen Show.